Hey, Sound Opinions listeners, if you support us on Patreon, you get to listen to our podcast ad-free on Patreon. listening to Sound Opinions, and this week we're taking a last look at 2021 with our top singles and tributes to musicians and tributes to musicians we lost last year. I'm Jim DeRogatis. And I'm Greg Cott. I'll also share my annual mixtape summing up the year in music. But first, let's honor those we lost in 2021. Yeah, it's sad, Greg, but it's something uh, we have to do, Uh, putting uh, 2021 behind us. Over the course of that endlessly long year, Mm. we paid tribute in the show to Sylvain Sylvain, Phil Spector, Biz Marquis, uh, Charlie Watts, Lee Scratch Perry, Jim Steinman, and then we did a bunch of bonus episodes. You were on a real run there doing the Desert Island <laughs> jukebox tributes. It was crazy. Um, uh, so many notable artists. Mary Wilson of the Supremes, one of our favorite interviews ever uh, on the show, uh, passed away. Purvis Staples, oh. near and dear to my heart. Uh, the Staples singers, Dusty Hill, the great bassist for ZZ Top, uh, Don Everly, the other half of the Everly Brothers. Phil died. Uh, a few years ago. Uh, Joe Cassidy, um, an artist I'm particularly fond of in the Chicago scene for years and years. Robbie Shakespeare, the great bassist. Michael Nesmith, one of the original monkeys. And uh, the great writer, Greg Tate. And then there are the people we never got to covering. Bunny Whaler, uh, Prince Marky D of the Fat Boys. I always love the Fat Boys. I wonder why. DMX, uh, Shock G, Roger Hawkins, Gift of Gab, Nancy Griffith, uh, Garrett O'Donnell, Planes Mistaken for Stars, for the emo lovers, uh, Vincente Fernandez, and although out of our wheelhouse, Stephen Sondheim. But there are two other uh, obituaries uh, each that we want to do and pay tribute to these artists before we put 2021 in the history books. Sophie Zeon. What a fascinating life, and what a tragic death at the entirely too young age of 34. She was truly a global phenomenon. Born in Scotland, she spent time living in Berlin, in London. She died in Greece. Uh, According to her publicist, true to her spirituality, she had climbed up, presumably a mountain or hill, Mm. to watch the full moon and accidentally slipped and fell. To her death. Yeah. How sad is that? Fascinating musician and a transgender pioneer, you know, in the dance world, uh, who straddled in a fascinating way the underground and the mainstream, began recording on cassettes in her bedroom, a cassette deck borrowed from her dad, making electronic music on really cheap synthesizers uh, inspired by the rave scene. Uh, Her career took off. Uh, in the early 2000s after moving to Berlin. And as I said, uh, one foot in the mainstream, one foot in the deepest, most experimental underground. As she put it, she liked to think of herself as a cook, throwing all these disparate ingredients together uh, to see what came out and what tasted best. Uh, And by that I mean melody, I mean noise, I mean speed, I mean her own 
truly remarkable vocal. Uh, probably will forever be best known for that first hit that really put her on the map, Bip. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, and that, that really insistent track with her vocals declaring, however you're feeling, I can make you feel better. However you're feeling... Sophie always made me feel better, Greg, and so did Wanda Young. Probably not uh, a household name in the way that many other Motown stars were, but she was the voice, only one of the lead singers, but it was her voice that stood out in the Marvelettes. Who were the Marvelettes? Please, Mr. Postman, right? Mm -hmm. And don't mess with Bill. Two top ten hits. There were many others. Wanda LaFay Young uh, grew up just west of Detroit. Three young women who were, uh, two of them still in high school, originally put the group together when uh, Motown was first checking them out. And she joined the group uh, just before they signed to Motown. Uh, They wanted to know what range she sang. And she said, you know, alto, soprano, Mm -hmm. second soprano. I can do it all. And indeed, she could. Uh, One of the wonderful girl groups on Motown, not quite uh, as famous or successful in the long run as the Supremes, but they were actually, or Martha and the Vandellas, I'll Mm -hmm. add, but they were actually the first uh, of any of the Motown groups to score a number one hit uh, with Please Mr. Postman. She died at the age of 78. Also, to uh, pay tribute to Chick Corea, uh, Jim, in the post-bop era, the 60s, 70s, etc., there were four great pianists who really, really redefined jazz uh, on that instrument. Keith Jarrett, McCoy Tyner, Herbie Hancock, and Chick Corea. Mm. Corea died at age 79 in February, early in the year. Um, and I've been on a return to forever binge ever since. Um, <laughs> you I'm, are the jazz bow among I, us. I love that stuff. Yeah. I think Chick took it a step further with Return to Forever, um, and specifically that Hymn of the Seventh Galaxy record with Bill Connors on, on guitar. Uh, much rawer sound than Dee Miola had, and mm. brought a real drive to a lot of those uh, pieces, uh, you know, a track like Captain Senior Mouse, as Chick Corea mm. dubbed it. Uh, incredible moment in, in that transition period. So Chick... Um, was an incredibly eclectic musician. I mean, he played Mozart, Latin jazz, jazz fusion. He jammed with Bella Fleck and Bobby McFerrin. I mean, he was a musical omnivore, uh, and, and jazz fusion is just one of many areas that he excelled at. But if you want a, if you want a stepping stone in, into, the, into the rock realm with a jazz musician, a good place to start would be Chick Corea and, and the Return to Forever records, specifically Hymn of the Seventh Galaxy.
And finally, I wanted to pay tribute to Richard H. Kirk. That, again, not necessarily a household name. I totally acknowledge that. But I became familiar with uh, Kirk's work uh, through the Wax Tracks record store in Chicago. Mm. Uh, they had this huge bin with all these different artists' names in them. You know, Kirk was among the artists' name there, but then there was like Biochemical Dread, Fright God, <laughs> Future Cop Movies. Yeah. And I'm going, wait a minute, why Nobody, are all these different artists under this, this one heading? Nobody had better names than the industrial bands. And they go, these, these are all pseudonyms for Richard Kirk, who's mm. uh, probably best known um, as, as one of the founders of, of the Sheffield-based uh, band Cabaret Voltaire. Mm. Uh, you know, you want the roots of industrial music, you start here. You want the roots of post-punk, you can start here. Uh, Kirk was very involved with all of those scenes. Uh, incredibly prolific artist, as you can guess, by the, just the names that I ticked off there. He was recording on all, under all these different guises. He played with a group called Acid Horse as well, which was on the Wax Tracks label. Mm. Um, so he, he's been collaborating, with, uh, he'd been collaborating with everybody. Died at the age of 65 in September. Kind of mysterious, didn't do a lot of interviews, as I said. Recorded under a lot of pseudonyms. But his music was mind-blowing. I once talked to Steve Albini about his influences, and he specifically mentioned Cabaret Voltaire mm. and Richard H. Kirk as being a guy like, he was creating music that nobody else was making. The whole idea of like recording sound and melding it into uh, a recording uh, and calling it music. I mean, this is pre-sampling era stuff, really revolutionary, really aggressive, uh, sounding like nothing else like it. They, were, they would open for bands like the Buzzcocks and get booed off stage. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what the hell is this? In, now, in, you know, engendering active yeah, hatred. Yes. I love that. Now recognized as a pioneer. I, you know, you, you look at a track like Nag, 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 um, and not only does, does it define its era in 1979 as a single, but also uh, every industrial music era artist, ministry, Nine Inch Nails. You can go down the list of all the greats and, and uh, you know, under, underground figures from that era. Uh, they all owe a debt to Cabaret Voltaire and that single in particular. Finally, Greg, I want to pay tribute to our longtime friend, Janet Gould, the personality at the door of WBEZ, where we worked for 15 years. She got laid off the same time we did in the pandemic craziness. She passed in October. Uh, she was our biggest champion on she Navy Pier. Wonderful, wonderful person. Wonderful. Per- I remember a half-hour conversation yeah. with her about Tom Petty, yeah. and a half-hour conversation with her scolding me that we didn't cover enough avant-garde Japanese noise rock. <laughs> Janet, wherever you are, I hope it's turned up to eleven. If you've got someone in the music world that you'd like to pay tribute to. Leave us a voice message on our website, soundopinions.org, so we can play it on the show. After a break, I'll share my top singles of 2021, and Mr. Cott will share his much-anticipated annual mixtape. That's all coming up on Sound Opinions. And we are back. 
A few weeks ago, we shared our favorite albums of 2021, something we do every year. But Greg, every year there are individual songs. They may officially have been singles. They might just have been songs that got a lot of attention or were worthy of more attention over the course of the year. We don't always get to them. Part of this show is about us getting to them. Let us start with our Columbia College intern, Mary Bernthal. Hey, Mary, Happy New Year. Hey, Happy New Year, Jim. So what do you got? What was your song of 2021? My song of 2021 was Silk Chiffon by Muna featuring Phoebe Bridgers. Mm -hmm. Um, It's Muna's first release under Phoebe's Satisfactory label. And it kind of seems to be sort of a new direction for them. And I think they absolutely knocked it out of the park. Now, did you come to Muna because you were a Phoebe Bridgers fan, as I think all of us on this show are? I had heard about Muna as as a band, um, but I hadn't. And I had listened to a few of their songs, um, but I hadn't really gotten into them until the single came out um, mm-hmm. because I am a huge Phoebe fan. So this was kind of my real introduction into into them as a group. Well, Phoebe doing exactly what uh, a great artist should do in, in spreading the wealth and making other sounds available to people. Quickly, Silk Chiffon, what did you love about it? Yeah, I think um, not only it's just a solid pop song with a killer hook, um, and it also just plays into a trend that I'm really excited about and am really enjoying, which is like the late 90s, early 2000s pop revival like it's giving um, <laughs> six pence on the richer Michelle Branch, Vanessa Carlton, just the kind of yeah. stuff I grew up listening to on like the Princess Diaries soundtrack or on like Gilmore Girls. Thank you, Mary. Well done. Well done. Greg, it's time for me to talk about some of my favorite songs that we never got around to, okay? Because, uh, you know, a lot of times if something's on the top of the pop charts, it's like, well, we, we don't... You, an album we'd review, but the song we don't get to talk about. Uh, I'm going to start with Rumors, a song by Lizzo mm-hmm. featuring Cardi B. I love Lizzo. You know I love Lizzo. It has been a while since uh, her last full album, 2019's Cause I Love You, and now comes this single, which was sort of a surprise when it dropped in August. Uh, A surprise, and as is Lizzo's style, a bit of controversy. Uh, (laughs) Thankfully, there's a clean version, but uh, because I don't think there's a single line in which Lizzo doesn't say something nasty. I was wondering, how are they going to clean this up? But she did. Um, She is talking about a unique problem of our social media age where rumors spread like wildfire and uh, people attempt to define you even though they don't know you. They think they do because they follow you on Instagram or God help us TikTok. Lizzo is taking it head on. She's saying, all the rumors are true. <laughs> Everything you've heard about me being sexually super desirous uh, or active. Uh, and then there's a scolding that comes in in a very funny way. 
You're spending all your time trying to break a woman down. Realer stuff is going on, baby. Take yeah. a look around. <laughs> Gardy B's gotten the same sort of uh, everybody thinking they know her and wanting to define her. So the two of them coming together. And then there's a serious line, too. Uh, John Perella has called it out in the New York Times. It's a real toss-off at the end of the song. Black people made rock and roll, y'all. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I think not since uh, Chuck D posing the question of whether Elvis should have meant what he did to all of us <laughs> has there been as great a, a, a tossed-off uh, rap line. Great song, Rumors, by Lizzo and Cardi B. They hated on me since school, yeah. I never thought I was cool, yeah. Now me and Cardi, we cool, yeah. I love hoes on foes, yeah. I am body goals, yeah. This from my soul, yeah. Black All right, Greg, we're sharing the wealth as we look back at songs, not albums, of 2021. We are going to hear now from our associate producer, Sol Delgadillo. So the song I chose was All That featuring Channel Tress from Emotional Oranges off of their Juicebox EP that came out in 2021. They are an R&B duo from LA who consist of members A and V. They're very mysterious in that way. I watched a couple interviews. They don't like to like say that much information about them as artists. The song itself is really funky. It has some house music elements that I feel like I grew up listening to since my uncle was a house music DJ. It also has a really heavy bass line, which I appreciate. And V's vocals on this track, I feel like perfectly offset A's and Channel Tress's like deep raspy voice. It's just a song that you can dance to and I have not gotten tired of it since it came out or since I was shown it and I have played it at least once a day if not twice <laughs> she threw it back now my hands in the air did she play me like a Sony gets near that fear yeah she put the work and on me had to disappear I'm a real freak but I didn't like the shit so fine I take that what you gonna do with all that tell your homeboy to fall back tell your girlfriend to fall back come on and just bounce I take that All right. Thank you, Soul. Greg, my next pick is Caroline Polachek's Bunny is a Writer. Uh, this was the number one song on the list of 100 best songs that Pitchfork offered up for uh, 2021, and I can't disagree that it belongs way up there. Uh, we had uh, Caroline on the show once when when our intrepid producer, Alex Claiborne, uh, did a Hooked on Sonics with her. Um, I don't know if you and I have dug uh, deeper into her career. First made her name uh, as co-founder of the indie pop band Chairlift, but has been uh, a solo artist uh, ever since. And this, I think, 
is her uh, most complicated uh, in a thematic way uh, release. Bunny is a writer. Who is Bunny? Bunny is a character she's giving us who is disconnected from other people, right? Socially, physically, emotionally. Uh, she's a writer, a satellite can finder. She's getting no sympathy. Hmm. She's getting no sympathy because she is not on social media in this era of oversharing that I just talked about. Um, is it intentional or is it because she can't find what she's looking for on, on social media? I, you know, it, it's kind of ambiguous. And that's part of the charm of this song, uh, along with a really kind of great, uh, different delivery for her that's kind of in that emo rap Mm-hmm. Uh, Drake kind of way, <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. Well, it all started with uh, Kanye West, 808s and Heartbreak. Um, a, a real departure and something uh, that you've got to enjoy and listen to 10 times and you'll come up with 10 different readings. Bunny is a writer, Caroline Paulichek. Bunny is a writer, satellite can find her. No sympathy, ain't nothing for free. Bunny is a writer, giddy up can find her. No sympathy, mm. ain't nothing for free. Dirty like it's Earth Day, turn away that ballot. Can you cut that dry, crush that rag, renown to your own? on a Thursday, turn and go ask Alice. All right, we're going to turn now to our social media consultant, Katie Cott, for her top song of 2021. This is Katie Cott, and my 2021 single pick is Kate Renata's Intimidated, featuring her. And this is actually the opener off of an EP that Kate Renata put out around Thanksgiving time. I do not believe Sound Opinions has brought Kate Renata to the table before. So for some background, he is a Haitian-Canadian producer and DJ, and essentially the soundtrack of my mid-20s. Um, I fell in love with his 99.9% album in 2016, and essentially it was this just fusion of electronic and soul and funk and rap and oldies and dance. I mean, it was just constantly blaring. It's really easy to listen on repeat as well um, when you have a lot of energy. So, And then in addition, he has paired this single intimidated with um, the vocals of her. So this song in particular falls into that electro soul category. And Kate Renata is just this mastermind of creating emotion out of, you know, tiny complexities and even like small drops, you know, you can feel that it's coming sometimes out of nowhere, which is like the best part of it. You know, the piano is what carries this song. You know, it's the rhythmic element to it. I grew up playing piano, you know, I fought my way through those lessons. And I have to say, like, looking back on it, I have such great appreciation for the instrument now, especially when you hear it in a song like this. And hers voice is really the thing that carries this home. So I really hope you guys uh, enjoy it.
Thank you, Katie. Back to me, my favorite uh, singles. This is a single, uh, Greg. Oxygen by Beach Bunny. Wow. Uh, you first turned me on to Beach Bunny. Uh, they released their debut studio album in February 2020, Honeymoon. You remarked upon the phenomenon of every crowd you'd seen them in. Everyone knew every word and sang along. They have engendered such mm -hmm. loyalty and such rabid fandom. It came and smacked me upside the head uh, this year when I was teaching music and media in Chicago. And and like a dozen of my students were like, are we going to talk about Beach Bunny? <laughs> it's like, oh, we're kind of more historical. But if you want to write about Beach Bunny for your final project and write, they did, many of them. Um, and, you know, one of the tragedies of 2021, here they were poised to take over the world after Honeymoon came out, right? And all the tours get shut down. Yeah. Uh, and they don't want to disappear, so they gave us a single, one great, great, great song, Oxygen, in 2021, uh, produced by Fallout Boy producer Sean O'Keefe. Shows some ambition there. Mm -hmm. It's a big production, but it still is that wonderful, uh, effervescent, undeniable Beach Bunny sound. It's about falling in love, says uh, lead singer, uh, front woman of the band Lily Trefilio. Uh, and she said, you know, the problem about having intense romantic feelings is they can overwhelm you. But she suggests you might as well just give into it. Help me out of this place. I'm stuck inside a wave of confusion. What's the solution? Uh, locked in my bedroom with my heart on display. It's hard to have a really intense relationship in the middle of the end of the world. It is. Beach Bunny, Oxygen. Right, that was uh, my third pick. I'm going to have two more, but first we are going to hear from our beloved Alex Claiborne. Alex, what was your song of 2021? Hey guys, so my song of 2021 is called Control, and it's by a Philadelphia band called Mannequin Pussy. Um, mm -hmm. You might have heard about them earlier in the year because they were connected to that HBO show with Kate Winslet, Mayor of Easttown, um, which takes yeah. place in Philadelphia. And they worked with um, some of the members of the cast who were playing teens who were in a band. And so um, a lot of people on Twitter were like, it's cool how they came up with the name Mannequin Pussy. And it's like, no, that's their the band's name. <laughs> they put out a really good EP earlier in 2021 called Perfect. And um, mm -hmm. I thought this song kind of just... Uh, encapsulated everything about last year, which was, I'm in control, that's what I tell myself when all the walls around me close in. And that was kind of like a lot of what was going on last year. Um, so hopefully we yeah. can leave some of that energy behind, but the transition from being really quiet into a, like a dynamic transition of becoming very loud is something I always um, enjoy. I know Jim and Greg, you guys like a good dynamics change as well. And um, well, and yeah. those those songs in in Mayor of Easttown mm -hmm. were so great. I was yeah. wondering where did they come from? Oh, there's a really good band behind. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, check them out if you have not heard of them. But yeah, this is Control.
Alex. Um, once a decade, uh, so goes my theory, we get a great song about uh, posteriors <laughs> from a woman uh, singing about women's posteriors. I'm thinking last decade we had all about that bass, that bass. It was all about that. I love that song. I really do. Before so that, we've heard, yeah. You know, before that Many we had times. my humps, right? Yeah. My black eyed peas. I, you know, I love it. All right. This year, this decade, we got Twerculator by City Girls. Uh, City Girls is a rap duo out of uh, Miami, and uh, they're singing about the joy of posteriors, okay, and and moving them. Um, on the serious side, uh, you know, I was writing for The New Yorker seven columns about this horrible sexual assault trial, and the defense attorney kept asking every victim on the stand, were you twerking? At this concert, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So now on one hand, uh, I'm a male critic talking about a song about twerking, okay? Uh, am I playing into some patriarchy, sexist, uh, horrible, right? On the other hand, I think what city girls are saying is it's mine. I can move it however I want to. Mm -hmm. There's also, Greg, I think 60 years of the history of electronic music synthesized into this one, admittedly, rather silly and slight, a single twerculator, right? Because it samples... Africa Bombata and Soul Sonic Force, uh, Planet Rock, which had sampled, of course, Kraftwerk, mm -hmm. right? And it combines that with a Chicago House Legends song, Cashmere's Percolator. I was hoping you'd mention that. As Curtis Jones uh, pronounced it, Percolator, mm -hmm. right? What a, a house classic mixing with a rap classic, mixing with a pioneering classic of electronic music, all in homage to twerking. So it's time for the twerculator. I'm Liddy Diamond Shrippy, eat my that's a quick I'm twerking, popping like a Cuban Texas. I'm a city girl, y'all. It's some hooch. It's time for the twerculator. Go it's a shake. fun song. It is a fun song. It is a fun. Now, speaking of fun, we have Andrew Gill, our uh, other ace producer, uh, with a pick. What's up, Jim? Hey, it's going to be hard to top Twerculator. You know that. Yeah, I know. It's for time for something completely different. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Bo Burnham yes. uh, had this release this year. Uh, he's a comedian, of course, but Inside was such an undeniable cultural phenomenon this year when he released this comedy special that he filmed and produced and uh, acted in all, all on his own uh, during quarantine. It kind of captured the zeitgeist you, of everyone losing you their You hipped minds. me to that, mm -hmm. and it was absolutely brilliant. We tried to get him on the show, and even mm -hmm. though he's never left his apartment in two and a half years, he got too big for us. <laughs> he did zero interviews about that whole project. But it um, was brilliant! For the people who might not know who he is, this was his fifth comedy album. He started as a YouTuber who was yeah. doing joke raps in his bedroom. But um, the song that really stood out for me on this project was different than all that rap stuff and more, you know, synth pop. It was the song That Funny Feeling, mm -hmm. um, which I think might be his only folk-oriented acoustic guitar song that he's ever done that I can find re reference to. Because that, um, that, that folky, heartfelt stuff, that speaks to you always. Well, it's 
it first, you know, the first time I listened to it, I was like, okay, this is kind of a funny bit that he's doing something a little different. He's making fun of, you know, you know, earnest folk singers, but you listen to those words and you live through a year like 2021 and it starts to like connect the dots between yeah. all these things that are falling apart. It's just, you know, it's observational in the lyrics. It's like, we didn't start the fire for the current apocalypse we're living through. You know, it's like conflagration. <laughs> yes, burning the Billy Joel. Is that what we're talking about? <laughs> but I mean, you know, it's it's great. And you know, Phoebe Bridgers also has to be mentioned here because I think when she started covering this song on her tour and then released her own version of it, it really made a lot of people take it more seriously yeah. as a song. Yeah. You know, um, it's not just a, a comedy bit. Well, I think I think like like Flight of the Concords, right? In order to write a great, immortal, funny song, it first has to be a good song, and mm-hmm. Bo Burnham does mm-hmm. that. He's got so much musical ability; it just uh, seems like he's not even trying. Yeah, it's uh, this song. Just if more than anything else, it just summed up all the problems we're facing in the world. So. This is uh, That Funny Feeling by Bo Burnham from Inside. 20,000 years of this, seven more to go. Carpool karaoke, Steve Aoki, Logan Paul. A gift shop at the gun range, a mass shooting at the mall. Well done with the Bo Burnham, Andrew Gill. All right, I have one more, uh, one more single uh, to highlight. A song that went globally uh, viral in 2021, Greg. And uh, I apologize to uh, Cuba and all of Latin America about how I'm going to slaughter these artists' names. I'm, I'm trying. I'm really trying. You tool, gente de zona. December Bueno, Mikel Asorbo, El Funky <laughs> got together for this song, Patria y Vida. If you listen to National Public Radio, you've probably heard features about this. I have. Also, John Perellas wrote about it in the New York Times. It was genuinely a newsmaking song. In 5960, Cuban Revolution, Castro on the Ascendance, the rallying cry was Patria Mm. o Muerta, nation or death. Uh, Patria y Vida, of course, means homeland and life, an answer to nation or death, and a uh, protest in very serious terms in Spanish uh, of the poverty, the lies, the repressions, the failed ideals uh, of the Cuban revolutionary communist uh, government low all of these decades later. My first band was with three uh, Cuban uh, first-generation immigrants. I've always felt an affinity to the life and spirit of the Cuban people. And here, in a surprisingly, if you know zero Spanish and, and not even the title, if you heard this song, you would think this is very much Buena Vista Social Club, just Cuban party mm-hmm. folk music, right? But it. let me tell you the reaction. The Communist Party in Cuba... Uh, 
decried this song and its authors as, quote, rats, mm. trying to, quote, change Cuba for a million views on YouTube. Mm. Uh, they jailed some of the people behind the song. Uh, people began uh, spray painting the graffiti, Patriot Evita, on walls around Havana whenever they were caught. They were jailed. The Cuban government banned reproduction of the song. Just owning it became a crime. I love that music still has that mm -hmm. power to threaten authority. So, while it's not my all-time favorite Cuban song, I gotta play Patria y Publicidad, un paraíso, un varadero Mientras las madres lloran por sus hijos que se fueron Se acabó Tu cinco Homeland and life. I have been dominating this segment, Greg, but yours is coming next. Well, and uh, I have to say, thank you for playing that track. Uh, a fine collection of singles from 2021. Thanks for sharing everybody, not, uh, not just Jim, but all of our producers for jumping in as well. Uh, I also loved a lot of the music this year. Um, and as longtime listeners know, I put together an annual mixtape of some of my favorite songs. That's what I'll be sharing next on Sound And we're back. I uh, make a mixtape every year, and Jim gives me stick about it, no, but no, I keep no, doing no. them. No, no. I, I praise you. I, I admitted five, six, maybe a decade ago, I can't compete. You are the master of the mixtape. Uh, you know, I, I, this year's mixtape, 35 songs, uh, the umbrella title for it was Living in the Good Times? Question mark. I... Tip my hat to Naked Raygun. They're the last song yeah. on the record. Living in the Good Times, no question mark in their song title. Mine, I added a question mark for my title simply because I think uh, that, that Naked Raygun song, it's an anthem, but it can be read as a question. Yeah. Um, are we living in the good times? Uh, and if so, how? Um, you know, everybody's talked about the last two years as being abnormal. Like, this is weird. It's different. We're out of our, out of our comfort zone. And now we're coming to the terms like we're into year two, well into year two, starting year three yeah. of this weird pandemic era. And you're kind of coming to terms with this is what we got. How are we dealing with it? And, and, and a lot of the songs jump from that uh, premise. Um, you know, I want to play the first, uh, you know, five tracks of that mixtape to start off here. Uh, kicking off with uh, Sparks, uh, you know, the, the, the male brothers, Ron and Russell. Who had that documentary on that we covered on the show a, a, a few months ago? In a million years, last January, if you'd said uh, to me, this is going to be the year of sparks, <laughs> I'd have been like, what are you talking about? Yeah, they, they wrote this, uh, this script and, this, um, and the music for this musical, Annette. It's incredibly good. Uh, the, 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 the So May We Start song is basically saying, we're not ready, we're completely underprepared for this moment, but... Let's dive in anyway. Let's go ahead and see what happens. And I think it's a song about making music for a movie right. that you're not sure if is going to get made. Exactly. And, 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 and I think that translates very well. I mean, as soon as I heard the song, I go, this is the start of my mixtape. <laughs> so may we start. I mean, it just like... He thinks it's, about it. it. You know, like Andy Serzan and Christmas music. Right. You think about your mixtape all year. It, well, you know, I keep writing down song ideas, mm -hmm. you know, and I keep a, keep a sort of chronology of them. 
Uh, Turnstile is a band that a lot of people were talking about this year. I love this band, uh, a hardcore band out of Baltimore that's been around for a decade plus. Uh, their Glow On LPs, the best yet. Uh, the track Mystery has got some lines in it that just grabbed me. It's been so long. Is all the mystery gone? You know, we don't, we're so detached from reality or what was reality that we don't know how to function mm-hmm. in it anymore. We're, we're grappling with this. The next two groups, Wet Leg and Horse Girl, I'm amazed by these bands. Wet Leg from England, Horse Girl from Chicago. Uh, I had Horse Girl on my uh, mixtape last year. You highlighted them as a buried treasure last mm-hmm. year, I believe. Mm-hmm. They've only got four songs out. There are like four <laughs> great songs. They just right, got signed right. to Matador. So I put one of the, one of the Matador songs uh, that they just debuted on the mixtape. And prior to that is the group called Wet Leg, which also has only four songs out of England. Both of these bands share sort of a, an affinity for this dark, deadpan, more dry humor is certainly in the case of Wet Leg more so than Horse Girl, but sort of a perspective on indie rock of the 80s and 90s and bringing their, putting their own spin on it, mm. which, I, which I just love. I mean, between these two groups, we have eight songs, and they have not turned out a duff track yet. I mean, I cannot wait for the albums. That these Quality are be will always beat out quantity. And finally in this grouping, Jim, I wanted to include Rick Wilson, an artist I've mm. been championing for years, uh, a track called Pull a James Baldwin. Um, and he wrote a couple of lines. This track was uh, put out in early, early part of this year. Think about leaving this place. I can't even jog and be safe. This was months before the Ahmad Arbery yeah, case broke yeah. in Georgia. Rick is, was a runner in high school, mm. so he's talking about jogging in his neighborhood and, and not even feeling safe because, mm. you know, some, somebody's going to, you know, tell, say that I'm robbing their place or why is that, why is that black kid running down my street, yeah, right? Yeah. That's the world he's describing in these, in these tracks. So I think, I think, you know, in these five tracks, you sort of get a, a sense of where we are as, as, as a planet right now. So you're going to hear little snippets of all these tracks, but I hope you're intrigued enough to want to listen to, to the, the entire thing. Uh, we're going to post a link on our social media as well as the soundopinions.org
my phone. Binge watching no shows. Say I'm mad and they just respond to say no. What the fuck's the blue? Thinking about leaving this place. Cause I can't even jog and be safe. I can't even punch back the dude slapping me in the face. They wanted me to play way the hate. So, what's up, dog? You've been calling. I just pulled the James Baldwin. What's up, dog? You've been calling. I just pulled the James Baldwin. What's up, dog? You've been calling. All right, that's the first part of my uh, 2021 mixtape titled Living in the Good Times, question mark. Uh, Sparks kicked us off, Turnstile was next, Wet Leg third, Horse Girl fourth, and the last track you just heard was from Rick Wilson. I cannot emphasize enough that people need to listen to your entire mixtape. It's going to be on our social media. It's going to be on our website because it is a work of art, Mr. <laughs> Cobb. You know, you, you spend hours and hours and hours and you capture the zeitgeist perfectly each year. Now now you're jumping to another part of the, how many songs total on your mixtape? 30, 35 songs. 35 songs. Now you're jumping to another five Yes, I from am. where to, where does it fall? This in the is later mix? later in the uh, in the line, close to the end. Okay, I wanted to highlight some songs that we uh, haven't really talked about a lot this year, but I thought were were important to talk about, and I think a lot of these tracks reflect the mood we were in uh, later in the year, like our like in the middle middle part of the year, where we thought, well, we've got the vaccines in place, we're going to pull yeah. out of this thing. A you know, first hope restaurant ahead. meal. Yeah. How special was that? And now we can't go and again. Don't, and do you remember that special? I, I thought it was a cool period, like around May, you know, maybe early June, late April. There was a period, there was just an optimism in the air that hadn't yes. been around for more than a year. Yeah, that lasted uh, And that lasted months. about six yeah. weeks. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a nice period. And I, I think some of these songs reflect that. Um, I wanted to start off with a track from Jelani Arya. Uh, called Marigold, where Jelani talks about the whole idea of optimism and sunniness being a part of our world. Uh, And at the same time, there's a line in the song that just grabs me. Getting a hold of you is like clutching a cloud, Jelani Mm. sings. And I think that, to me, typifies what we're dealing with right now. It's just whatever it is that defines our new reality. We can't quite pinpoint what it is and what it means. Uh, the next track is from a group called Quivers, You're Not Always On My Mind. This is about absence. This is an Australian quartet talking about missing someone, and it's especially poignant now where you can't see the person you love because yeah. you're both quarantining in different parts of the world. It's just impossible. And we're all sick to imagine of Zoom, I tell you. Exactly. Uh, Prince uh, surfaces. We did talk about the Prince album in, mm-hmm. the middle, in, in the middle of the year, and Hot Summer was the perfect summer Summer track. I think Prince, uh, this buried album from 2010, this is the first complete new Prince album. Yeah. In, in other words, not a recycling job of any of his old stuff. This is like new stuff that never came out when he originally recorded it in 2010. Great stuff. A little power trio kind of approach. Nick Waterhouse, an artist I've loved for a long time, uh, has got a fifth album out called Promenade Blue and a track called Vincentine that I really, really like. This is an ode to a femme fatale. Mm. And the whole idea, her dress was green, was a mighty green. I, <laughs> yeah. I mean, again, that optimism, that sense of joy, let's dance. Yeah. And I followed it up with cocktail slippers. A Norwegian female mm. quintet that has been around for 20 years with a track called She Devil. Here's mm. the femme fatale answering back to Nick Waterhouse. Here's a few snippets from uh, those five tracks. Talk of a town, prince of the pride, titan of a mighty sound, my highness. 
wearing beams for a crown five snippets of tracks from my mixtape which is available on all Sound Opinions social media as well as soundopinions.org Jay Lenny Aria with Marigold Quivers with You're Not Always On My Mind, Prince with Hot Summer Nick Waterhouse with Vincentine and the Cocktail Slippers with She Devil Shout It Out Loud uh, wrapping up. You are truly the master of the mixtape Mr. Cott, but it's time to go into 2022. What do we have on the show next week? Next week, Jim, we've got an interview with an artist who put out one of the best records of 2021, Robert Finley, uh, Sharecropper's Son. And we're going to talk to him about making that record. That was an extraordinary interview. (laughs) I can't wait to share it with listeners. For more sound opinions, listen to our podcast wherever you find such things. The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this program belong solely to sound opinions and not necessarily to Columbia College Chicago or our sponsors. Thanks, as always, to our Patreon supporters. As always, Sound Opinions was produced by Andrew Gill, Alex Claiborne, Sol Delgadillo, our Columbia College intern, Mary Bernthal, and our social media consultant, Katie Cobb. 